Grace, mercy, and peace are yours. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Last week, we began our sermon series called A Country Divided. This sermon series is based on ideas from a Bible study written by a pastor by the name of Charles Degner called Politics is Driving Me Crazy. Do you ever feel that way? As we get closer and closer to our November election, it seems that the rhetoric has just ramped up, right? And one of the things that is important for us to ask ourselves is simply this, what is the purpose of government? Why does God have it? What should we look to the government to do? Are you familiar with this term, utopia? Utopia is a word coined by Sir Thomas More from ancient Greek. And if you just pick the word apart, the word utopia means no place. And the point is simply this. Utopia is so great that there is no place like it on earth. Utopia is marked by beauty. It's marked by equality. It's marked by everything that we don't get to see often in this world. That's where the perfect place like utopia comes into play. Would you agree with this statement? That ever since Adam and Eve fell into sin back in the Garden of Eden, people have been searching and looking for ways to make this life on earth be that very thing. The utopia that Adam and Eve had in that garden that was now ruined by sin? Of course. And we'll use different ways, won't we, the people of this world, to try and find that utopia in this life? And one of the agencies, one of the places that people look to help establish that utopia is our government, our governing officials, the state that runs our nation and country. Today, as I use the word state, I'm not specifically speaking of a individual state of the 50, but that word that overall says these are the people who have been placed in charge, the governing officials. And as we think about that utopia and trying to find that on earth, is it fair to say that there are times that the government actually becomes something that we worship? Something that people worship as this entity, this group of people, these leaders will be able to bring us all of the things that we want. If we just vote the right people into office, then everything in this life will take care of itself. You realize that can't happen, right? Because like every other human being, the leaders who are placed in government are also sinful. And because they are affected and infected by sin, there will be no perfect government this side of heaven. As we think about that today, let's explore that a little bit more on the basis of words from Daniel chapter 3. What we're going to see today is that the state, those who govern, it's an imperfect state because, first of all, human leaders will fail. But secondly, let's note and be thankful once again that it is God, our God, who provides salvation. As we take a look at a few things or think about the, the verses from Daniel chapter 3 we read just a few moments ago, you recognize that it really focuses on three men, three individuals, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These were three Jewish men who had been forcibly taken from their homeland in Jerusalem, carried into captivity in Babylon, and then put into the service of the king, at this time King Nebuchadnezzar. 
And from all accounts that we have in the Bible, from all of the words spoken about them, they served well the king of Babylon. As a matter of fact, at the end of chapter 2, we're told that they were given positions, administrators they were made of the entire province, provinces around Babylon. They were leaders who were respected, who were honored, who were given great responsibility. And then comes chapter 3. And Nebuchadnezzar sets up the image. An image of gold that stood 90 feet high. And he demands that every single person bow down and worship the image of gold representing his gods that he set up. Did you see how he tried to force compliance? Disobey and die is basically what he said. What Nebuchadnezzar used was fear. He instilled fear in people that if they did something that went against his wishes, what he wanted, then they would certainly suffer. Isn't it interesting the choice that Nebuchadnezzar made for this punishment, how punishment of death would be carried out if people did not bow down to this image of gold? A furnace a blazing furnace, a furnace of fire was going to be the fate of anyone who refused to say, yes, King Nebuchadnezzar, I'll obey your command. But you know what happened. Those three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in spite of the threats, refused to bow down to the image. They were noticed and brought before King Nebuchadnezzar. That got me to thinking just a little bit about our own governments, our own people who are in authority over us. And, and, and I think you're like me. I think it's safe for me to say that we want to trust. We want to trust that the people that we have elected, that the people who have been placed in positions of power and authority, that they want to serve us, that, that they want to make my life better, that they want to make life on earth better. But if we're realistic, we know that power tends to corrupt, right? It's no question that that's exactly what was happening with Nebuchadnezzar. As he rose to that position of king, uh, the power sort of went to his head. And certainly we can see that in our own world as well. You see, the people who rule in government, the people who are placed in those positions, they're no different than you and me. They carry with them a sinful nature. They're sinners. And because government is a human form, it will also carry with it human frailty and human failures. That's why no form of government will ever be perfect. Oh, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you are on, what kind of government you think would be the best for our country or other countries around the world. Every single type of government is flawed because the people who run that government are flawed and the citizens that they govern are flawed as well. It's no wonder, is it, that when promises are made and, and we see them all the time now on the political ads and, and in speeches, right, all of the promises made when you track how many of those promises are truly fulfilled, we're not surprised anymore, are we, when they are not? We also have gotten to witness in our world some of the same tactics that King Nebuchadnezzar used. Government can only instill fear to control its citizens. And then, sometimes the government will even take it one step further. They will make threats 
threats against citizens if they don't comply. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? It's no wonder we become so disillusioned by the government that we have run by sinful people and, and we're looking to this government to make my life better in this world, to give me this perfect existence and we realize it's simply not going to happen. That's why it's so important to recognize where we do have that grace and mercy, where we do 